1: B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. Man Show, we're going to the A-U-C, Morehouse Maroon Tigers coach Gerard Wilcher here with me on the False Man Show to go this program, played in Morehouse. He's back in the building over there. Coach, How life over there for you, man?
0: Man, life is fantastic, man. Just try and get a little bit better every day. I think the saying is, if you can get 1% better every day, you'll be all right. So that's just our goal. We're just striving to get 1% better every day. No, coach let me ask you a
1: question, man. You know, I'm a labor ATLE myself. So for you, being a Morehouse of Love, man, how has the AUC transformed over the years since you've uh, came back, man? what are your thoughts on how to transfer education over there, man, in the AUC?
0: Well, I tell you what, it's it starts from the beginning because when I was in school, there was no security booths. You know, there was there was no Massey Center or Bank of America building, Ray Charles Center. I think they call it the Ray Pack. None of that was there. And then the whole welcome center with the parking garage, that was just a big open parking lot when I came to school. And that's one of the reasons that made me come to Morehouse. I pulled up on Friday, I think it was around Easter and it was about seventy five eighty. And they was having a beer bash. And I was like, yeah, I like this place. So, (laughs) but other than that, you know, a lot, a lot of stayed the same, but, you know, a few different faces. And surprisingly, there's a few faces been there over 30, 40 years. Um, So, you know, but it's pretty much the same. Morehouse is Morehouse.
1: I hear that, man. I told y'all, fair man. I used to come over all the time. I leave Tennessee State, come on down there and have me my age experience, even though facilities ain't doing Right, right. And, and it
0: is an experience.
1: <laughs> so, if you know, I would say I had me a few specializes with a few people Clark gets, man. I was always on a brawly
0: over there. <laughs> right, right, right. I probably saw you. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, having a good time, man. So good. Yeah. I know they're happy to have you back. So, let me ask you, man. So, how was it being get to meet these uh new uh, Maroon Tigers man who you're now coaching and now they have a coach in front of them who was literally in their shoes who can sit right. this program but nobody else. Can then can you?
0: Well, you know, I think instantly it builds a level of credibility. Um, I've sat where they've sat. I've walked in their shoes. I've dressed in the same locker room. You know, I've been in the same training room. The weight room is the weight room. That hasn't changed. So. I get a lot of things that they go through on a daily basis, but also, too, because of my experiences over the last 30 years and having been at 10 different institutions, uh, HBCUs, non-HBCUs, I know how to try and make their experience better and what we can do to get get better. My whole thing is you have to raise the floor if you want to raise the ceiling. You just can't raise the ceiling. You got to raise the floor, too. So that's a lot of things I'm working on is raising the bar, raising the floor so we can raise the ceiling and, and, and get this thing things where we need it to be.
1: No doubt. And you know what, Coach, have been playing at HBCU school, and you you doing the same. You know, there are challenges, and you know. Yeah. But all those challenges are, like, for me, it made me better. It taught me how to overcome and overachieve and go to adversity because it wasn't perfect at Tennessee State. But I got through. We did it together. So the lessons you can teach your, your young men about how things are not going to be perfect, but I can check every box, but still, they still accomplish the same thing. How do you teach your young men about that, those things you and I went through when, when, when we played? And, and then look at us today, you're a successful coach, successful great host for 14 years, man. How we
0: are brave with Morehouse and Tennessee State. Well, I, I think it just all starts with a great foundation. Um, one of the things, when I came into Morehouse, I told the president, I only have two goals. I want to win and I want to graduate. You cannot not graduate from Morehouse. It's not that type of place, right? So we got to graduate and we want to win. We need to win. That's that's very important. But a lot lies in our core values. And, you know, Tennessee State like Morehouse, the Tigers, you know, and I tell them, look, our, our core values are trust, integrity, grit, effort, respect, sacrifice. That's Tigers right there for you so we we're trying to live those core values and i'm just trying to show them that that you know look at my path look what i've done um the sky is the limit there are so many alums out there so many alums that have come back who are so very successful that sky is the limit when you leave morehouse right or when you leave the tennessee state sky is the limit but we just have to help you realize what the doors are sometimes we have to help you open those doors 100%
1: coach you know in and- I feel like this coach going to Tennessee State, man, really helped me because I got people to look out to me who, will, who look like me, who share my same experience, who really wanted me to be a successful black man, because you know how it is for us black men in, in, in this country. So, how is it for you coaching over a hundred something black young men on your roster where you can help mold and help become better men, better husbands, better businessmen? And once they leave you, and leave more house and get going to the game of life. You know, help having played a hand in in, in their growth, growth, and development.
0: Well, I tell you, so I have a, a son who's twenty seven, and I was very fortunate to coach him his last two years at college. So I look at a lot of, like that growth and development. Again, finding and providing resources for these guys. Uh, we're we're going to do a lot with career fairs and career development, resume building. Um, I give you I give you, for instance, um, I just had two of my players down at the Hall of Fame lunching with me. So in preparing them, I gave them a media script about 15 questions they need to be prepared to answer. Told them to practice them. I also sent them video clips of interviews so they could study. Them because one way to beat your opponent is you have to study your opponent. Yes. So and that's how we're going to be successful. You know, we're going to study and we're going to work at the task at hand. And I've been to ten different institutions, so I tell everybody what Morehouse is getting from me is the best over the last thirty years of the places that I've been. One
1: hundred percent, and you know, like you said, Coach, elevating that bar because that's sometimes HBCUs. We we don't do that. We just kind of okay with status quo. We have to be willing to change and come up some because, like, I'll be honest, Tennessee State football dresses in, in, in basketball round still. Right, that shouldn't happen. You know, <laughs> right. you know, we the, those things like that that we can correct the simple corrections to make it better for our program. So I know you probably have some things that church programs you want to correct with the administration. So I feel like it's still taking those small steps with the bigger picture in mind to make this thing better for, for players and experience better for everybody involved, support staff who are involved and care about these programs from, from in the trenches with us day by day.
0: Well, I'll tell you this, uh two things I learned. Um, when I was coaching at Rice, Um, and I was very, very fortunate that two of the gentlemen that I worked with, one of them, I recruited him, and he played for me at Morehouse. The other one played for me at UMass, so I'm working with two guys. They had never worked together, but we had a common bond, which was me, and we had a fantastic five-year run at Rice, but two of the things um, that I will bring with me from there, number one, defensive coordinators always say no one rises to low expectations right we got to set that ball high right high 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 high, and then we got to fight every single day um to get to that bar and then the other thing we talk about all the time is you got to be where your feet are at right you got to be present in the moment you got to understand what's what's going on on, on a daily basis, you know. And so those are just some of the things that we we talk about, some of the things that we're going to work on. Um, but I think it starts with with setting the bar high, you know, and then we got to go get it. Um, and I think that's how you get better. I think that's how everyone gets better.
1: No doubt, Coach. Let me ask you this, man, like for your, for your guys, man, knowing that you're in Atlanta and Georgia, and how the transfer portal is in NIL is a D one level right now, and how is how get maybe get those good high school players where you wouldn't have a chance with them now. to not get them recruited the way they used to be. You show an opportunity to, at Morehouse to, to get put out that good film because Iron Scott does not lie. You can play there fine, right? So, so how right. was the, that? I, knowing that you're recruiting now, knowing that, that the high school guys are not I'm kind of being neglected now, you could get a diamond rough for you. Then they
0: can really help you all build this thing out. Well, let me say this. So when I started February 6th, it was after signing day. And so I had to build a roster and they really told me I had no money to go recruiting, which is a whole nother story. But one of the things that I did was I recognized I call it the power of the M. That M is strong now. I can walk in a lot of households. I don't care who you being recruited by. You're going to at least listen to me. So, We have the power of the M. So what I was able to do is go out and find through my connections. Now, I done done recruited probably 25 different states in my 30 years. You know, so right when I got the job, when people started finding out, I mean, from Texas, Houston, Dallas, um, to Louisiana, to, to Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, you know, Philly, Delaware, Maryland. I mean, everybody's calling me with players. I got a guy. I got a guy wasn't recruited, wasn't recruited. Now, I have to do my due diligence, you know, because sometimes people tell you they got a guy for you and he can't play for you, right? So, but, you know, I appreciate it, right? I do my due diligence. And through all of that, uh, we were able to fill the class of 40 guys, including transfers um, that I believe come from 13 different states. And a lot of those are just built on the relationships myself and my coaches have over over the last 30 years. I mean, you know, I have a young man coming in from Army prep, right? He started off, graduated out of Philly, went to Army, didn't like it, came home looking for something to do. Well, the linebacker coach of Army played for me at Lehigh. So that's an instant connection. So I just use my connections um, to go out and, and research and find these kids. But the biggest thing in recruiting – is you have to be present. You know, we did something in the spring that Morehouse had not done in a long time. We took six days and covered 120 schools in the metropolitan, 120 schools in six days, wow. right? And so, and then from there, you know, I drove back to Houston where my wife is. Well, on the way, I go spend a day in New Orleans. Hit six, seven schools in New Orleans. Then I go spend a couple of days hitting Houston while I'm while I'm here, My D.C., he drove back to Kansas City. Well, on the way to Kansas City, you got to go through St. Louis. He stopped recruiting St. Louis for a day. So, you know, we're just trying to be creative in the things that we do. But, again, the power of the M reaches far and wide. So, we're trying to take advantage of that. No doubt.
1: And you got this big platform, Virginia Union, playing them. You got Howard as non-conference games, well, big profile. So, the power of the M around Virginia Union and Howard, those two games we're playing. Giving you that exposure for for the ill, man, making it even more of a national brand. That's feel good for you year one, knowing what you can use that with your connections to build off
0: of going down the road. Well, you know, it's exciting. Classics are always exciting, right? My favorite classic has always been Morehouse Tuskegee. Like, that's the classic of all classics. Um, But the tough thing for us, quite honestly, is we only have two home games. And we have a brand new field over there, BT Harvey, you know. And I want to play some people on that field. So it's kind of bittersweet. We love the recognition. We love the travel. It's going to be a very difficult schedule because Virginia union was a playoff team. We played them on the Sunday. Then that next Saturday, we got to turn around and play Howard in DC. And then the next week we got to play Albany state up in New York. So we're going to be traveling. We're going to be flying. Um, but we're going to maximize our opportunities. And, and, you know, I told the reporter yesterday, he said, Well, well, coach, what do you think your record's gonna be this year? I said, That's not my job. I'm not a pronosticator. I'm a coach. I came to win. I'm trying to win every game. No doubt. I, I hate people in my business sometimes. Asking stuff like that.
1: <laughs> your I business. Do, yes, uh, I really hate it, man. Cause you know, I guess I okay, I will say this. Forgive me, for fans of coach level say. A lot of these people did did not play sports. Don't know what sport is. They is covered. I actually played. so I wouldn't ask you something like that. Stuff, something that ridiculous <laughs> because I actually and right, I'm right. and I'm a coach's son as well. Oh, okay. So, so you really know? Yes, I'm a coach's son and I played. There are certain things I would never ask because I know what my father would answer, or or I wouldn't want to be asked if I'm in my father's or your shoes. I play, right. <laughs> so, so I just have to say. Some people in my business, they they have the job, but they have no idea what they're doing. They just do it.
0: They just do it. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah So that's what I love. But like you said, man, the classes are very very amazing, man. You said you want to have more than two home games for sure because I I know I know. Trust me, going to he said I know all about that. Playing <laughs> class yeah, right? Yeah, you know,
0: playing these class like like the classes are outstanding, right? And And I'm from Chicago, so Canton, Ohio is probably, man, the closest game I've played to Chicago since, I guess since I was at Boston College and we played at Notre Dame. So it's great. But to be a head coach and go to Canton, Ohio, I mean, like, that's cool. And to play in New York, I got a lot of friends and family on the East Coast. That's cool. But come on down to BT Harvey. Come see us.
1: No doubt. It's, it's definitely a vibe over there for sure. I'll tell you I've been over there for some games where it's a very much a vibe over there, people you will enjoy it. Now, Coach, for the fact, people who don't understand about the SIAC, the, the league, talk about how deep the league is for talent-wise and coaching-wise. I feel like people don't really look at it the way they should, but I want people to understand this league has some talent in it and some great football going on, great coaching going on as well in the SIAC.
0: Oh, it's a, man, I tell you what, there are some great coaches. I just went through meetings with the head coaches. I told my wife, I'm so so fired up to be in this league at this time because we're all relatively about the same age, you know, give or take a couple years. Um, we're hungry. We've all been to some good places, some bigger places. I think about five of us got asked the question, why come to HBCU? Why take this job at this time? Because you were doing something else. Like, I was at Rice for five years. Right? But in this business, black coaches don't always get opportunities to be head coach. Correct. So, so when you get your opportunity, you better grab it, hold on with both hands and do the best job you can. And and I know myself and and, um, Aaron James over at Tuskegee, we're very, very fortunate that we have the jobs that are alma mater. And if you want to see some exciting football, man, let me tell you Morehouse Tuskegee game is going to be off the chain, but I know, Coach Gray over at Albany State, they're going to sling that rock. Lane College, when they step off the bus, they sling in a rock. I know Felton over at uh, Kentucky State, he going to sling that rock so the ball going to go up. You know, Coach Slater over at Clark Atlanta, he's a little old school, He going to pound the rock. You know what I'm saying? So, and I, I can tell you this, here at Morehouse, we're going to do what we need to do to win. So if we can throw it on you, we're we going to throw it on you. If not, we're going to pound the rock. But we're going to find a way to win games.
1: And I saw Lane up club last year, beat Tils he stayed home. I watched the Beatles at home last year. I was like, we losing
0: to a D2. <laughs> hey, stop. but but you know what? It's 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 any given Saturday, right? Any yep. given Saturday, right? The, the, my message is always look, they put their cleats on, they put their pants on like we do, right? Helmet, shoulder pads, mouthpiece. What's the difference? We mm-hmm. got to play that game on that field. The media don't play the game for us. I don't care what the prediction is; they can't play that game for us. So, and, and I think when you, you show up and you're intentional and you're well prepared, good things that happen to you.
1: Hey, coach, pick six from recovery. to <laughs> that. Hey, everything that went wrong could go wrong. Lane took advantage. I say I can't be bad at it. Hey, you're
0: trying hey, to they, four They times, took advantage <laughs> of their opportunities. Let me tell you, when I was coaching at Morehouse before, uh, we had a great opportunity. Two of my three years, we beat Howard in Atlanta. Not supposed to happen. And one year, we did it with a freshman quarterback. I think he was a freshman, redshirt freshman. Probably the best game of his career. He was on fire. We jumped on him. We got the lead, and we held on. But at the end of the day, nobody remembers that. They just know we got that W. And I tell everybody, there are no such things as an ugly win. At the end of the year, you want more Ws than Ls. And we'll worry about the details later.
1: Yes, because uh... – and I think that's what you said, Coach, so important because every play matters. I don't yeah. think guys understand that. Some young guys understand it. A uh, play in the first quarter, where you drop a pass or miss a read or whatever, those hidden yards, those hidden things show up when it's close game for quarter trying to either come back, hold on to a lead. Had you made a play in the first quarter, second quarter, you might, you might have had a little more cushion. You wouldn't be in where you're trying to, to see how. Let me tell you
0: something. One thing that sticks with me, and I'm trying to think what year it was, it was probably, shoot, early 2000s. Delaware had won a national championship, and they're playing for another one. And this play sticks out to me. And, and I wasn't even coaching in the game, but this something just always stuck with me. Early in the third quarter, middle of the third quarter, the receiver dropped a slant. If he catches the slant, it's six. He's running away. Game is over. It's game set match. He drops it. They end up hunting. Another team came back, won the game. But that one play kept the other team in the game long enough because if they'd have went up, I think they would have gone up like 17 at that point. Game was over. It was game set match. And that's one thing, you know, when I first got to Morehouse, um, our quarterbacks couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. And I was like, boy, we're in trouble. But we talked, we coached. And finally, I told my quarterbacks, your job is when we throw on airs, I need you to be 100%. Simple. If you go to an NFL camp, right, if you go up to the Falcons and and watch them operate, they're probably 100% on air, if not pretty close. And then I had to go to the wide receivers and say, look now, I don't told the quarterbacks they need to be 100% on air. So if they got to be 100%, what you got to be? 100%. I wasn't a math major, but if you 100%, they 100% on air, now we're working with something. And then when we put a defense out there, we actually have a chance to be successful. But if you're dropping balls on air, how are we going to be successful when I put somebody in front of you? It won't work.
1: You got that right. And, and you got to go get get on that judge machine, too. You got to catch yeah. balls. Constantly, you constantly work, work through a game. Because I, I remember my father had me catching balls after school every day. Yeah. <laughs> To on the Ball's a Day, coach, he had to catch the catch, catch the balls. He, he didn't play. Yep.
0: yep. You run, you run, she, every,
1: every round go to
0: route So You're gonna run your wheel, going he had to do every round. You gotta, work, you gotta work at your craft. And and one thing that I know, uh I believe was Jerry Rice used to catch rocks. That's why he a goat. He used to catch rocks. But you know, the thing I really, really look for, especially we talking about you know, ball players, I look a lot at crossover skills. I want all my dudes to play two sports because it's so many times, you know, like for years at at Lehigh, I was very, very successful coaching secondary. Um, I was there 10 years. I had over 30 all-conference players, primarily in the secondary. We, for about eight years in a row, we had the best corners in the league. But all my corners were high school point guards. High school point guards, at least in old days, they played defense. They could stay in front of somebody. You know what I'm saying? So... (laughs) I don't know about these new kids, but in the old days, they play defense. They can So that's nothing but press man. So we used to go out and press people up because I had all these point guards. They all five eleven six six feet, long arms. They can stay in front of people. But there's, there's so many crossover skills. And that's one I hate when parents and coaches make kids play one sport. Right now, play it all. You don't know where your blessing is going to come. I play football. I play basketball. I play baseball, you know. I so love I baseball. Here. And I had tens as well. And you had tens. And I love baseball and I love basketball more than I did football, but football paid the bills. So that's what we got to go with. You know what I mean? So I just think sometimes parents cripple their kids when they only allow them to do one thing or only encourage one thing. No, I play it at all. And and I tell folks, my son, when he was about 11 or 12, probably 11, playing in a little league game, i never forget. He's playing first base. Somebody hits a foul ball down the first baseline. He makes the catch running into the fence. And everybody's going nuts. And they was like, man, y'all must really work that. I was like, no, I ain't never worked that with him. But you know what? He played wide receiver. So over the shoulder to catch, whether it's a baseball or football, is over the shoulder catch.
1: Damn, it's same a trans-
0: motion. Same motion. It's a transferable skill. So that's the thing I tell my coaches. I want dudes with transferable skills.
1: Amen there, coach. Coach, I will tell you what. Look good to have you on the show today. We got to do this again real soon. Like I told you off air, I love to come over there and see you all work, man, and come back be here, help you all out, Both your programs. You're out right here in the backyard here in Atlanta. So I can definitely put hands on your program, and help you all out, and be a part of what you do that over there, man. There you
0: see. Man, I'll tell you what, we just we appreciate over here at Morehouse and we just looking forward to great things. And again, like I say, we just we appreciate the love, man
1: that Coach, you, I had a good time. Appreciate you, appreciate you so much, Coach. It was fun, man. All right, man. Take care. What's up, good people? Better Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Better Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 105.5 The King. Check The King out at 105theking.com and The Boss Man Show at Bossmanshow.com. Hit me up on Instagram, The Boss Man Show, Twitter at Boss Man Show, and Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's The Boss Man on your radio. Listen to The Boss Man Show with your host, JR. Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM1010, The King.